0: Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance, read, read me romance. Dark rain by Amelia Wilde Wealthy, reclusive, dangerous. Emerson LeBlanc doesn't enter society much. He only ventures out in pursuit of new art for his collection. It starts with a haunting painting, then he meets the artist. Innocent Daphne Morelli is more exquisite than anything he has ever seen. He becomes obsessed with her. It doesn't matter that she's a living, breathing person with her own hopes and dreams. She'll be the perfect addition to his collection. That's Dark Rain by Amelia Wilde. It's live now on November 9th. Go grab it. Welcome back to another Week at Read Me Romance. Hey, lady listeners, we've got Harlow Lane with us today with my ex-girlfriend's brother. This is super exciting. I know it sounds dirty. I can't wait. It's going to be hot. (laughs) Before we get into that, we're going to chit chat a little bit and then we'll tell you all about Harlow's good stuff and everything she's got coming out for you. I follow this Instagrammer and I think I've talked about her before. Her name's Sassy Confetti. She's super body positive, really fun. She lives in Chicago. Like, living her best life. She is, I think she's 34 maybe. Mm-hmm. And she does this podcast on dating while fat. And it's called like Swipe Fat or something like that. And so um, she talks about being plus size and in the dating world. Okay. So she decided last year to get her eggs frozen because she said she wanted to take the pressure off of dating. Because like she that. said, I felt like I was super pressured into, like, okay, well, I'm in my mid-30s. Like, if this is going to happen, I need it to happen now, Mm da-da-da. So, she went through the whole process of having her eggs frozen. And I think they got eight viable eggs after she went through it. She said the doctor was really happy with that. But they encouraged her to do another round just so that they would have more chances. They said, you really want 12 to 15 for a chance at one. Wow. And I just thought, I know, that's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. So right now she is in the process of going through the second treatment and she has it saved to her highlights. So if you want to know about the process, everything about it, what you have to do, all the appointments, all that it entails, she's posted all of it on there and she's very transparent about it. And I find this fascinating, even though I have no plans to ever have any more children, you know, I'm 40 now, I've had my tubes tied for like the past seven and a half years, You know, but I still find this whole journey super interesting Yeah, because it's it's very much like I feel like it's a more modern day approach to women owning their own choices, you know? I love it. I think it's
1: great. I think it would be scary to be in your 30s and think you want kids and there's no man even around in sight. I think it's very much, yeah, it takes that pressure and worry off that way you can end up in a shitty-ass relationship because you get this fear, you know? For, like,
0: two or three years, you can end up in a shitty relationship, you know? That's the thing is, like, it might not even be over. You might not even realize it until you're three or four years in, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I've wasted, you know, all this time when, you know, that's not – I mean, you learn from every shitty relationship, but it just sucks that it feels like there is a lot of pressure on women to – have children in this certain set time, you know?
1: And I think also why you don't want to think of this as a possibility when you're in your mid-30s or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm saving it for a guy. But I think when women tend to get to their 40s, even, I, you probably could say, could you do it on your own? Now, back 20 years ago, would that have scared you? Now, today, would you be like, I could do it? if I wanted to by myself absolutely
0: my husband has wait for a week and I don't even know it so
1: I think that (laughs) you get that confidence the older you get that you realize okay I don't have to wait for a man to do this I can do this
0: shit myself I always call back to Esther Perel. Um, there's a podcast she has called um, Where Should We Begin? And there was a couple on it. And the name of the episode is called I Can't Give You a Baby. And it was the woman who was much older than the man. And he re- all his whole life, he just wanted to be a dad. That's all he wanted. And they got pregnant right after they got married. And she lost the baby. And she convinced herself that she could not get pregnant anymore. And so it's the podcast podcast. Esther Prell is a therapist and she interviews this couple and to the, you know, with everyone's consent, she records the episode, just the audio and she plays on this podcast. And so they talk it out. And one of the things that she said, this woman was crying and it was like all her fears had been realized. And she's like, just because this happened doesn't mean it might not happen again. Like you might not, you might be able to have children, but it's your fear that's telling you, you have to do this right now. When in actuality, you're 40. So what? Like you can still have a baby now or five years from now. You know, she said, it's not the way it used to be. And maybe you're in a better position now. You have more time now. You have more freedom now. You have more money now than you did when you were 20. Yeah. You know, so you're in a better position now to make these choices and these decisions, which I just, I just love that. And it's, you know, my husband and I were joking the other day and I was like, oh my God, you know, like, can you imagine if we had another baby right now and started over, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, oh my God, I'd be like, you know, in my seventies when they're like doing this and this. And I was like, yeah, but I said, I feel like that keeps you young having children later in life. And who knows what sciences will advance to when we're in our 70s? Will we live to 120 by that point? Yeah. You never know. You like, never know. yeah. So I said, you know, I, if I could go back and do things different, obviously I wouldn't change things, but if I were a person now with this knowledge and I was single, Like, maybe I would freeze my eggs. I don't know. Like, maybe I just wouldn't have kids. I don't know. But I like that there's the option that gives you the freedom to do those things. I don't know. Maybe it's – I've because I've thought about it before, retrieving them in the past few years. Because I've
1: also thought, what happens – like, let's say I freeze them and I never need them. But what if maybe my kids need them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair point.
1: Yeah. You know, somebody else could need them in your family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean,
0: it doesn't hurt I know. to have it. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about like, okay, like it's better to do that now while you're young and healthy yeah. than, you know, when you're in your 50s and you're like, shit, I probably should have done this 10 years ago, you know? I mean, because legit, like your yeah. kids could grow yeah. up, be in their 20s and find out that they can't have kids.
1: Yeah. And you could be like, yeah. I got eggs. I got you. I got you. I got them
0: mm-hmm
1: <laughs> I got it maybe I just thought no. about that more myself mm-hmm. because I have a lesbian daughter I have a transgender nephew you know what I mean yeah, uh-huh. so these things have already been discussed loosely within uh-huh. so it's crossed yeah. my mind
0: mm-hmm. yeah I just wonder like yeah I I like that she's doing this process I don't know that I would have even thought about this you know, in my, my thirties, like my early thirties and stuff, I would never even considered it Mm -hmm. because I was with my husband at the time, but I don't know if that wouldn't change where I still single in my thirties. Like if I wouldn't have made a totally different decision that she is, like I said, I just really love that, that the option is out there now for those that can't and to take that pressure off of dating. So I don't know if you want to follow on that journey, definitely follow Like I said, it's sassy with an I confetti. Her name's Alex, and she's she's really awesome. I just love following her in general. So, I'm going to Costco tomorrow for the first time ever.
1: Like you've never been to a
0: Costco? I've never been to a Costco. You've no.
1: never been to a Costco?
0: Nope. I've been to a Sam's Club one time when I was in college. I had to go buy a uh, a canopy, like an outdoor can like a tent that pops up had to go buy a canopy for a job. I worked at worked at a radio station and the one we had broke and they were like, can you just go to Sam's over there and grab, or they said, can you go grab one? And the nearest store was the Sam's. And I was like, Oh, they have everything. Right. And I walked in and I got it and I go to the checkout and they're like, where's your card? And I was like, my what? And this lesbian couple beside me, one of them reached over and they said, she's with us. Uh And she let me use her card. And I was like, Thank you. I had no idea. She was like, I could tell you didn't know. (laughs) She was like, You had no fucking clue what you were doing. That's the only time I've ever been in one. And that was when I was 19.
1: (laughs) They didn't have one close to me, but I wonder if it's going to be the same now because I don't know if they're giving out samples right now with COVID.
0: I don't know. They
1: have good flowers.
0: They have flowers. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah, they have yeah. So we're having a Halloween party on Saturday, and um, my I know one of my best friends' trip. He's coming up, and we're gonna meet in Charlotte. So it's a little less of a drive mm-hmm. for him, and a little bit less of a drive for me. So we're gonna meet there, and he has a membership. And he was like, "Let's do it." So we're going together, and we're gonna buy stuff for the party and hang Make out. Make sure so you have the correct credit card. They
1: only take. That, Visa
0: now. They used to only take Amex. I
1: think they only take Visa now, which Whatever I don't even own a Visa.
0: Do you not? Your bank, your like debit cards. My not debit Visa? cards like Mastercard. Oh and, shit! Yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't think about that. No, uh, um, he told me to bring cash. Yeah, he said because he said he was like, if you want to use. He said, you can come with me, but if you can, you don't use their card, that's what he was, maybe that's what he was talking about. Because he said, if you don't have their card, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to pay cash. And yep. I was like, okay. I thought he meant like a Costco card, but that's probably what he meant is if I don't have a visa.
1: Yeah. Because I've gone before. Like I went to go get gas one time with, I think it was Jen Frederick and I pull in and I was like, I was like, I don't have a, the visa. <laughs> like I was like looking through all of my cards and I was like, oh, I shit. don't own a visa.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, I do. Like, that would work out okay. But I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll just bring cash. I don't know how this works. But you know what? Like, it's not one – it's an hour from me. It's not super close. Mm-hmm. But I'm in Charlotte at least once or twice a week. Like, if I needed to, I could go to Costco. I just don't really think about it. Yeah. You know, I've never thought I, – I have this horrible feeling that I'm going to love it.
1: Oh, I think you're going to love it, too. <laughs> I love it, and I don't even – I'm not even like a – hook or somebody that needs to buy in stock and i really like it what do you buy when you go there you buy a lot of big things in stock they have huge frozen sections they have pre-made foods they just have you'll see they have clothes clothes like comfortable um i used to always get their adidas slip-ons they were like the most comfortable slip-ons i've ever worn before you'll see they'll have like bulk of like adidas socks and things like that
0: Okay, now I'm intrigued. Now I want to know. They have all kinds of
1: shit. They got TVs. They just got, and everything's usually a pretty good deal, and they have a ton of food.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going for the food, but I feel like I'm going to stay for the (laughs) clothes. But how much is it to do it? Is it a lot? Like, do you have to pay every month to be there? I can't remember. I think you pay, like, once a year or something like that for your farm. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad, Like a membership fee? Okay, I feel like it's going to be like a cult, though. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, so I watched this show. It's called Welcome to Utmark, U-T-M-A-R-K. It's on HBO. It is a show that's based in um, northern Norway, I believe. It's like way up in there. So it's dubbed, like it's in another language, but they speak English over the, mm-hmm. them talking. This show is so fucking wild. Because it's really like, they're kind of like rednecks out in the middle of nowhere, but it's supposed to be a drama, but some of it's really funny too. And so it's like a dark comedy drama. I can't even figure out what it is. Was it reality? No, no, no. It's a, it's like a TV show. And so, um, it's like a, like scripted. But no, so we were watching it the other night, and I just was... I wasn't even paying attention, and then I just got involved, and then I had to watch the whole show, and I think it's like eight episodes maybe, but we stayed up super late and finished it last night, and there's a part in this show that I swear to God, I lost my fucking mind, so this guy that's in it is like this big like alpha guy blah, blah blah or whatever he's like arguing with this woman about something like I'm the man I'm in charge and she like pops off and tells him something like you're not gonna do this to me and he slaps her and it's not like it's not meant to be funny but the way he hits her is like I was just like what the fuck <laughs> it was just kind of out of nowhere and then he gets in her face he said I don't hit just anybody <laughs> Says, he said i'm your man <laughs> he said we're gonna fight and we're gonna fuck and we're gonna do this forever <laughs> and i was just like what are we watching i could not stop laughing at this thing and i was just thinking to myself like why am i so in love with this show right now <laughs> it was just so out of there ridiculous but it reminded me and i don't think i've ever told you this story So, I was reading this book one time and I was on the couch in the living room and it's not a romance or anything. It was a murder mystery. It's like super long and just to water down the part of it that made me laugh so hard, there was this shitty asshole husband who people think is the murderer and... He's talking about his wife and she's standing there and he's like talking shit on her. He was like, she's lazy, like da da da. She doesn't do anything. You know, all she does is steal my money and do this. And she's like, I would never. And he's like, shut up, you stupid bitch. And he just says it to her. And then he just sort of, he goes, you stupid, stupid bitch. And I just, I'm on the couch in the living room and I just cracked up. Because I thought it was the funniest shit ever. Because of the way he's saying it is so ridiculous and over the top. It was just, it was silly. And so I'm cracking up. And then I have to explain to Kevin, who's sitting in the living room with me, why I'm laughing at this. And so now, anytime I'm doing something and I'm like aggravated or whatever, he comes over and he calls me a stupid bitch. (laughs) And i lose my shit it never fails to make me laugh never and, and i'm like it's so fucked up that i say this but i'm like the funniest thing my husband does is call me a stupid bitch <laughs> it's, like, it's so ridiculous so like we're watching this show last night and it this happens where he slaps her and he's like oh i know what i'm doing next <laughs> And him saying, "I don't hit just anyone. I'm your man." <laughs> it's just so out there. I don't know. This show is insane, but it's actually really good. I loved it. So if you've watched it and you know what I'm talking about, please email me and tell me I'm not crazy. So it was so fucking funny. I loved it. Um, do you have any? What are we writing right now? That's what I have on my list to talk about. What are we writing?
1: We're writing bride books still.
0: Bride books. So we just released um the fall bride. Possibly yeah, the fall groom will be out by now. And maybe even the winter bride. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how far we'll ahead see. we are right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we have four books in this bride series planned. It's the fall bride, fall groom, winter bride, winter groom. And the first two are brothers. It's and then the second two are brothers as well. So we're writing the fourth book in this series and then we're going to have a short christmas book that we're going to do and maybe do like a bundle with it and do like a bunch of other christmas books and i think we have maybe one more christmas book planned before the end of the year i'm yes, we'll so see what excited so. i know <laughs> we'll see how this goes guys we're we're just as excited as you are to see what happens we next. never know another pandemic <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Seriously. Well, I was thinking about it the other day when we were um, talking about like holiday romances and stuff. I love that book we wrote, Ringing in the New Year. I did too. That was like one of my faves. It was such a cute story and there's not a lot of New Year's Eve books. So that was kind of fun to write too. It was kind of like, you know, based around that and we released it on New Year's. So that was cute. I was like, we should think of another one to do for New Year's too, or at least to do around that time, like I to start it, yeah. off with the New Year's. I thought about like, what if someone had, um, the first baby of the new year, you know, like that was, um, like maybe the start of the book happened. But I don't know. Like, that's always a big deal, you know, in a town when the, the first baby that's born in that hospital or whatever, the oh, first baby is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first New Year's baby. Oh yeah it's the one that's born at like 12 o'clock exactly or midnight exactly on new year's eve yeah that's like a big thing they call it the new year baby but um so yeah we should think about something like that. i thought that would be really cute i love that
1: book now i'm thinking maybe i'll put it on sale for 99 cents
0: <clears throat> maybe so <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about harlow and all her good stuff so, like I said, Harlow brought uh, my ex girlfriend. I'm going to read, my ex girlfriend's brother, I'm going to read her book bio and then I can read you the book bio that you're about to listen to. Um, Harlow Lane is known for her contemporary romance style of beautiful, slow burn, sweet, sexy, and swoon worthy alphas and fast paced, super steamy romances in her Love is Blonde series. Never miss an update. Sign up for Harlow's newsletter at harlowlane, L A Y N E dot com. Um, She has signed paperbacks and merchandise on her website if you go check it out. Um, She did want me to mention that she has a new release on November 18th. It's called First Down by Ella Cade. That is her pen name that she writes under as well is Ella Cade. So make sure you check that one out. And this week she's doing a $25 Amazon gift card. So make sure you enter that as well. Um, My ex-girlfriend's brother. Falling for my ex-fiance's brother was not the plan when I proposed. After traveling to Vegas to elope, I ended up leaving with a broken heart. I never expected to see my ex-girlfriend, Camilla, again, or for her older brother to be the one to pick up the shattered pieces and make me feel whole again. But I feel more for him from the moment we met than I did for Camilla during our entire relationship. All my life, I've liked girls. Then Cash walked in, and all the air was sucked out of the room. Or maybe it was just my lungs. I was confused. Suddenly, feeling things I've never felt before was messing with my head and my heart. Should I give in to my heart or fight what could be the best thing to ever happen to me? All Y'all, right. we had a dirty mail mail this week. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> I know. So let's send them into the first installment. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side.
2: This is My Ex Girlfriend's Brother by Harlow Lane. Read for You by Scott Rose. Chapter 1 Cash After slipping my last customer's tab into the register, I braced myself on the bar and tried to calm my rising fury. I was tired of shitty employees who didn't show up for their shifts that I ended up having to work. I was too old for this shit, and I'd worked too damn hard to have my own business to keep hiring people who couldn't even bother to call to say they weren't showing up for their shift. Can I get some help here? A voice that sounded so damn smooth and fine said from behind me. I turned back around to find one of the hottest guys to ever walk into my bar sitting before me with a chiseled jaw covered in dark stubble and gray eyes rimmed with long, dark lashes. His pink, pouty lips had me wanting to lean over the bar to see what they tasted like. I gave a slight shake of my head to rid myself of my lust-induced fog and gave him my best smile. What can I get for you? He looked to all the bottles behind me, and then back at me as he sunk his teeth into his bottom lip. What do you suggest? Well, it depends on your mood and the type of man you are. I arched a brow, waging to see if he was interested in more than just a drink. I'm up for anything once, he smirked. And tonight, I want to have a good time. Do you have anything like that? The playful tone in his voice had me ready for a good time as well. I leaned forward and placed my elbows on the bar, my hands clasped in front of me. It depends. Are we talking about a drink or something more? He looked me up and down, and I watched as those gray eyes of his turned turbulent, like a summer storm that pops up out of nowhere as his pupils dilated. I'm a greedy guy. How about both? I could definitely do both. Maybe Rodney not showing up tonight wasn't such a bad thing. Otherwise, I would have missed out on the man sitting in front of me. Do you like bourbon? He shrugged. I've only had the cheap stuff, and it was okay. I guess. He shrugged his broad shoulders. The corner of his mouth kicked up. Well, how about I introduce you to some good bourbon, and you let me know what you think? Every man should taste an excellent bourbon at least once in his lifetime. He nodded as if he agreed with me, and I knew it was time I found out his name. I extended my hand. By the way, I'm Cash. He reached out and shook my proffered hand. I wouldn't call what I felt by our simple touch a zap of electricity, but my entire body heated instantly, and my cock stiffened behind my zipper. I'm Jordan. I haven't seen you in here before, Jordan, I said, as I grabbed a bottle of Woodford Reserve and poured a finger of it into an old-fashioned glass. It's my first time. I moved here about a month ago and got tired of sitting on my couch watching TV night after night. Well, we can't have that now, can we? I chuckled. What brought you to our cozy town of Oasis? I got offered a job I couldn't refuse, and I thought it would be great since my best friend from college lives here, but I should have realized he wouldn't have much time for me now that he's working full-time and has a wife. It was good to know he was at least out of college, though not by much going by how young he looked. I couldn't imagine getting married right out of college. My sister had tried that, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. She didn't like to talk about it. What do you do for a living? I asked, pushing his drink toward him. I'm an architect working at MacArthur Architects. He beamed with pride. I wanted to acknowledge him somehow since he acted like it was a big accomplishment, but I had no idea if it was a good place to work or not. Architecture wasn't my thing. Well, this architect was, so I asked another question. Where do you live before Oasis? In chilly ass Minnesota. He laughed before he took a sip of his drink rolling it around in his mouth for a moment before he swallowed. He lifted the drink in the air. Not what I was expecting at all. It's good, man, a good adult drink. That made me laugh, but I understood him. He was probably used to drinking cheap beer in college. It must be quite a change to go from living in Minnesota to the desert. I poured myself a drink, wanting to enjoy Jordan's first real bourbon with him. Especially in August. Yeah, you can say that again. I only lived there for a little over a year, but that year was too damn long. I actually went to school here in California, but up north. Oh, yeah? Where'd you go to school? He took a sip of his drink before he spoke. Do you usually ask all your customers this many questions? Not usually, but I don't normally care to get to know them on a more personal level. Which was true. There was something about Jordan, beyond his extremely good looks, that drew me to him. I hadn't ever felt so taken by someone I'd just met before. Good to know. He looked me over again and I could tell he liked what he saw. Your boss doesn't mind? I cocked my head to the side and shook my head. He thought I was the help. I could lie and pretend to just be one of the bartenders, but I wasn't about playing games. No, that was my sister's MO. I'm the boss, so you could say I can do whatever I want, even flirt with my customers. I winked. He looked around the place with appraising eyes. This is your place? He nodded to himself as he took everything in. It's a nice bar. Very welcoming. I try. My chest swelled with pride that he liked my bar. Do you flirt with many of your patrons? He raised a brow like he was merely curious, but... I had a feeling he wanted to know on a deeper level. Or maybe that was just my hopeful thinking. Can't say that I do, but with you, I couldn't help myself. A large group of customers came in, making me curse, knowing I had to divert my attention away from Jordan. Actually, I was surprised I'd gotten to talk to him for as long as I did without being interrupted. We were usually busy from the time happy hour started until closing. When I finally had a chance to get back to talk to him again, Jordan was looking like he was ready to leave while I had another two hours to work. Looks like you're ready to hit the road. I tried to keep the disappointment out of my tone, but I wasn't sure if I succeeded. Yeah, I'm not much of a drinker, and If I keep drinking this fancy-ass bourbon, I won't be able to drive home. He laughed, his cheeks pinking up. What time do you close? In a couple of hours. Hopefully the next time you come in, I won't be working. And I could give him all of my attention. A customer waved from the end of the bar. I held up one finger, letting him know I'd be there in a minute. I hated that I was going to have to leave Jordan again. Jordan pulled out his wallet and looked up at me with his long lashes fanned out on his face. What do I owe you? Placing my hand over his, I closed his wallet and felt the same insane amount of heat rush through my body. I wondered if Jordan felt it too. Going by the way he glanced down at my hand on top of his, I would say he did. It's on the house. No, I can't let you do that. He tried to remove my hand from over his wallet, but I wouldn't budge. There was no way I was letting him pay. Why not? I'm the owner. I can do whatever I want. Just come back and see me when you have some free time. I flashed him a smile, one that didn't show how sad I was, knowing I might never see him again. Don't worry about that. This might be my new favorite place to hang out. He swept his thumb over the top of my hand before he pulled back. The next time you come in, ask for cash and someone will come get me. Jordan smirked. That's great customer service. Like I said, I try. The natives at the other end of the bar were getting restless, and if I didn't get to them soon, who knew what they'd do to get my attention? It was great meeting you, Jordan. I tipped my head in their direction. I've got to go. I understand. You've got a business to run. He gave me a chin lift. It was good meeting you, too. Even though I knew I had customers waiting for me, I stood there until Jordan walked out of the bar and was no longer in sight. Only then did I make my way down the bar to take their orders. As I made drink after drink, I realized it had been far too long since I'd been laid, and I needed to rectify my problem, and quickly. A little over two hours later, I was dragging ass as I locked up. I was ready to get home and crawl into bed. That was until I spotted a tall, dark, and very handsome man leaning up against the building a few feet down. What are you doing here? I asked, not hiding how shocked I was to see him again. He stepped toward me and ran his hand down from my sternum to the button of my jeans. I felt like our night wasn't over yet. I like the way you think. I couldn't hold back any longer. I did what I wanted to do from the moment I turned around and saw Jordan sitting on the other side of my bar and smashed my lips into his and tasted him. I savored the slight taste of the bourbon from earlier and cinnamon that was all him. As my tongue swept through his mouth, It was a taste I learned was my own personal aphrodisiac. I gripped his jaw, tilting his head to the side, giving me better access. Our tongues danced together. Our teeth clashed as my other hand went to the bulge I felt growing in his pants before I stepped back, still holding him by the jaw. If I wasn't careful, I'd maul him right here on the sidewalk, I ran my thumb over his kiss swollen bottom lip. Follow me home? Hell fucking yes. Chapter 2 Cash. I felt as giddy as a schoolboy as I watched Jordan step out of his car and his feet hit the pavement of my driveway. I moved to him and grabbed him by the collar of his shirt, pulling him through my garage and into my house. The second the door closed behind us, I pushed Jordan against the wall and slammed my mouth into his. The entire drive home, all I could think about was tasting him again and having him under me. Fuck, you taste good, I moaned as I broke away and started kissing along his stubbly jawline. I can't wait to taste every inch of your body. Fuck yes, Jordan groaned, leaning back against the door. His warm hands slipped underneath my t-shirt and roamed the plains of my taut stomach. As his fingers danced along the ridges of my abs, my muscles contracted at his touch. Stepping back, I reached out and gripped Jordan's hand and pulled him through my dark house and into my bedroom, unable to wait any longer to get my hands on him. It had been a long time since I wanted anyone as much as I did him at that moment. I led him to stand in front of my bed before I stopped to take him in. We seemed to be the same height, at six feet even, Jordan filled out his t-shirt and cargo shorts with muscles that bulged with every movement. He looked at me with lust-filled eyes, tracing every advance I made. I couldn't decide if I wanted him to strip for me or for me to take off each item of his clothing, but he made the choice for me when he gripped the neck of his t-shirt and pulled it over his head. I stood in awe of his chiseled chest It was so damn smooth that I didn't make my move as I watched him remove his shorts. He was beautiful. There were no other words to describe him. His long, lean legs were toned and tanned, but nothing compared to his long cock that stood jutted out toward me like a homing beacon. Are you going to stand there and watch me, or are you waiting for me to undress you? Oh, I like the sound of him taking my clothes off. Jordan stalked toward me, his eyes hungry. The second his hands touched me, my body shuddered with anticipation. His lithe hands slipped off my shirt and went to the button of my jeans. His hot mouth licked and kissed down my torso and along the hair that led to my screaming dick. The sound of my zipper being released had my entire body on alert, eager for his touch. My shorts fell to the ground with a soft thunk as Jordan's hand wrapped around my shaft. I stared down at him, watching his every move. Jordan's eyes were locked on mine as he stuck out his tongue and swirled it around my head. A long moan escaped as I dipped my head down further, not wanting to miss a moment of his mouth on me. He swallowed, his Adam's apple bobbing. Was he nervous? Hey. My hands ran through the soft strands of his dark brown hair and then pulled him up to stand. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I'm more than happy to swallow your cock before I fuck you. His eyes and nostrils flared and I knew it was time for me to take over. Going down on my knees, I gripped his hips with my hands as I lowered down, took the tip of his cock into my mouth and sucked. Oh God. He bucked his hips into my mouth. I took all of him until he hit the back of my throat and then I started to bob on that perfect dick, covering it with my saliva, Bringing one hand around, I used the slickness I created to wet my index finger. The noises Jordan was making as I sucked his cock had my dick leaking with pre-cum. If I wasn't enjoying sucking him off so much, I would have started stroking myself. As I opened my throat to take every last inch of him, I nudged the puckered rim of his hole with my finger and pushed it inside. There was a little resistance, but as I ran my other hand up Jordan's side and along his ribs, he slowly started to relax and open up, taking my finger in to the third knuckle. Jordan's fingers dug into my shoulders, and his legs started to shake as I added another finger, His moans and groans as he sunk his fingers into the flesh of my back had me moving up and down faster while pumping and scissoring my fingers. I'm close, so close, he muttered, throwing his head back. The long arch of his neck nearly had me coming on the spot. I couldn't wait to fill his ass with my cock, I felt him swell a second before Jordan unloaded down my throat, and I drank down every last drop. Jordan sagged as I stood up, making me chuckle. Guiding him over to the bed, I pushed down on his shoulders. Jordan took the direction and climbed on and onto his hands and knees. I want inside you so fucking bad. I growled as I reached inside the bedside table and pulled out a condom and a bottle of lube. Jordan looked over his shoulder and watched me sheath my cock and lube it up. I dripped some lube on his hole and dipped the tip of my finger inside, getting him ready for me. He was one tight motherfucker. Unable to wait any longer, I grabbed the nape of his neck with one hand and lined myself up with the other. Relax for me, otherwise this is going to hurt, I said, as I nudged his clenched opening. He nodded as I rubbed my thumb along his neck, trying to relax him. Little by little, Jordan relaxed until the head of my cock was sucked inside. I was barely in and I wanted to howl at how hot and tight he was. I'm going to fuck you now, I gave him a little warning, before I slammed inside of him and felt his whole body tense up and a long moan slipped from his lips. Fuck, I could become addicted to the sounds he made. Do you need me to stop? I asked and prayed he didn't say yes. Keep going, he answered back, looking over his shoulder with heat in his eyes. I let loose, slamming into him until my hips slapped against his ass, I didn't hold back as I chased my pleasure. It had been a long time since I indulged in something that made me happy, and being inside of Jordan was the happiest I'd been in years. Getting close, I leaned down and kissed up Jordan's spine until I reached his neck. Jordan turned, seeking my mouth, and I didn't waste time giving him what he wanted. I licked along his bottom lip and delved deep into his mouth, taking what I wanted. Gripping his cock, I started to jack him off as I took him from behind. Oh God, oh God, oh God, he chanted. I'm not God, but since we just met, I'll let it slide. The feel of his hot cum on my hand sent me over the edge, making my thrusts erratic, I ran my hand up his chest, coating him with his own cum. I rested my front to his back for a moment, running my hands over every inch of skin I could. Jordan's entire body tensed as I pulled out. I wasn't sure if he wanted me to stay inside or if I'd been too rough with him. You okay? I murmured as I slipped the condom off and tied it in a knot as I walked into the bathroom to throw it away. Since I coated Jordan with his cum, I warmed up the water and got a washcloth to clean him. Jordan was slipping on his underwear when I walked back into my bedroom. He looked at me like a deer caught in the headlights. Going somewhere? I asked as I stepped in front of him and started to clean his chest. He placed his hand over mine as I wiped him down. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to leave or not. Did I tell you to leave? I shook my head. I threw the washcloth through the doorway of the bathroom and left it where it was, just in case Jordan tried to escape again while my back was turned. Grabbing his hand, I pulled him to the bed. I climbed on and waited for him to do the same. It's late, so why don't we go to bed? Jordan climbed in beside me and moved right to my side. It made me happy that he wasn't shy about cozying up for the night. Slipping his hand around my waist, Jordan drew absentmindedly on my skin as we laid in the dark. His movements paused as he asked, Do you have to work tomorrow? I don't have to go in for any orders, but... Who knows if someone will not show up or call in. I need to get online and put some feelers out for new employees, I sighed. It wasn't something I wanted to do on the weekend. I guess it's true what they say. He chuckled and it rumbled through me. What's that? I turned on my side and wrapped my arms around him, tangling our legs together. His length rested along my thigh. If I wasn't thoroughly exhausted, I'd be hard again. That if you have your own business, your work is never done. Truer words were never spoken. I'll have to go at some point, but my mornings and early afternoons are usually open. Good to know. He nuzzled his nose into the crook of my neck. The feel of his hot breath started to lull me to sleep. I couldn't remember the last time I fell asleep as quickly as I did with Jordan in my arms. Chapter 3 Jordan I woke up to a riot of emotions. I wasn't sure how I felt about my hookup last night, or the fact that I'd stayed the night. I hadn't slept in the same bed as another person since I broke things off with my ex-girlfriend almost two years ago. A lot had changed in those two years. I was a different person, hopefully for the better. Not wanting to wake Cash, I slipped out of bed, unsure of what I was doing. I was so fucking lost. The connection I felt with Cash was unlike anything I'd ever felt before. Would the people in my life accept me if they knew I was bisexual? If I chose a man to be with instead of a woman, would they embrace him the same way I did, the same way they would if I picked a woman to spend my life with? Opening the bedroom door, I looked back to the man lying in bed. He turned to sleep on his stomach and his arm was stretched out to where I'd been lying only minutes before. Did he feel my absence? Stepping out into the hallway, I wasn't sure if I was sneaking out of the house or if I was going to make breakfast for the man who gave me the best orgasms of my life last night. I guess being in only my underwear settled it for me. I would make breakfast for me and my. Who the fuck? came a very feminine and familiar voice behind me. Swiftly turning on my heels, I nearly choked on my breath when I found Camilla standing in a pair of short shorts and a tank top in the hallway before me. Jordan? she shrieked. Why are you in my house? Um, was my brilliant response. I was too shocked at finding my ex standing in front of me to speak. How did you get in here? Have you been following me? She rattled off in rapid succession. I came in with cash last night, I answered her. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? She asked with a shriek, the sound echoing off the walls. I live here. This is my house. Cash drove a nice car and owned his own bar. Did he need a roommate? If so, why Camilla? Surely he had to know she was a huge bitch. Camilla's eyes narrowed at me as she gritted out. You need to leave. You're not welcome here. What the fuck, Cammy? Cash bellowed as he came into the room and stood between the two of us. Where are your fucking manners? Jordan is a guest in my house. Oh, Really? She cocked her head to the side. Her mouth formed an evil smirk. He's my ex-fiancé, and I think that gives me the right to kick him out. Fiancé was a bit of an overstatement. We'd been engaged for all of a weekend. In my book, that didn't count, especially when it ended the way it did. Cash looked back and forth between us. His eyebrows furrowed and his pale green eyes looked troubled as he tried to figure out what was going on. Hell, I wanted to know as well. How did they know each other? This can't be happening, Cash mumbled. He hung his head as he passed by me in only his underwear and shook his head. Does anyone else need some coffee to help them deal with this shit show of a morning? Maybe I should go and you two can deal with. No, Camilla interrupted me. You need to leave, plain and simple. Stay, Cash barked out. Please, he said, this time with a softer tone. I turned and started to walk away until Cash called out my name. It sounded so sad on his lips. Looking over my shoulder, I looked only at Cash as I gave him a smile. I'm going to go get dressed. I dressed like a boy who got caught doing something he shouldn't have, and that wasn't far from the truth. When I stepped out of the bedroom this time, I could hear both Cash and Camilla arguing. Did you seriously sleep with the guy I was going to marry last night? Really, that's what you're going with? Cash scoffed. I know I've only known Jordan for a day, but I'm not buying it was him who fucked you up. You didn't call off the wedding. It was him, wasn't it? Camilla's hands went to her hips, and I knew she was getting ready to lay into him. Are you kidding me? You don't even know him, and you're taking his side? Why can't he be the asshole? I moved to stand beside Cash. He handed me a cup of coffee, and I took a deep sip of the magical elixir. I called it off, and it was the best damn decision I ever made. Why are you here in Oasis, Camilla? I thought you were in Minneapolis. I thought the same about you, she sniffed. Why are you here? Are you following me, hoping we'll get back together? As if. It took everything within me not to bust out laughing. There was no way in hell I'd ever get back together with Camilla. Not if your life depended on it but if you must know, I got a job at the same architectural firm where Leo works. Does he know? No, she scoffed, cutting me off. You think I talked to him and Everly? Those two wouldn't give me the time of day after the wedding was called off. Probably because they know the real reason the wedding was canceled. I set my coffee down and turned toward cash. I really think I should go now. Nothing is gonna get resolved. No, tell me. Did you know who I was last night? Was this some elaborate plot to get back at my sister? His eyes were troubled as he looked me over. Sister? I stumbled back and grasped onto the counter trying to ground myself. Up until this moment, I didn't remember she had a brother. I think Camilla brought him up once in all the years we were together. I thought maybe you were roommates. I scoffed at my stupidity. I'm not a vindictive person. In fact, I kept taking your sister back time after time after she cheated on me. So maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment. Or maybe you were confused about who you were, Cash stated. Maybe, probably. Hell, maybe I still am, I confessed. And maybe I can help you figure out who you are. What went on last night can't be faked. It was more real than anything I've ever felt. Tell me you felt it too. He reached out and gripped my hand. I didn't want to lie to him, especially when he was begging me with those green eyes of his. I swore they were hypnotic. Oh my God! Please tell me you didn't fuck my brother last night, Camilla cried out. That is so gross. Were you fucking men the whole time we were together? Not that it's any of your business when you cheated on me our entire relationship, but no, before last night, I've only ever been with one other man. Camilla made a gagging sound before she opened her mouth. The look of disgust on her face made me feel sorry for Cash. Cash's gaze went from searching to furious in a nanosecond. You better watch what comes out of your mouth next, baby sister. You'd do well to remember I took you into my home when you had nowhere to go. Please, you had no one until I came here. The corners of her upper lip turned up. Mom and dad want nothing to do with you. You're disgusting. I couldn't believe the words coming out of Camilla's mouth to her own brother. And you can get out. He pointed to what I assumed to be the direction of the front door. Even though her words were vile, I didn't want to come between family. Don't do this because of me. I'm not worth it. Cash moved to me and pulled me into a hug. His hot breath whispered over my ear as he spoke. I have a feeling my sister is the reason why you feel you're unworthy, but I can promise you you're more than worthy. You might be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Are you kidding me? Do you seriously want my sloppy seconds? She snarled. Is it that difficult for you to get your own man? You have to go after mine? If I thought Camilla treated me like shit all the years we were together, I was wrong. She saved that honor for her brother. I haven't been yours for a very long time, if ever. I can't be here, Cash said with a solemn voice. He dipped his head, clenching his eyes closed. Can I go to your place? Yeah, of course, I answered him. Squeezing his hand, Cash turned to his sister. You have 24 hours to get out of my house. If you can't accept me for who I am, I don't need you in my life. Well, guess what? I don't want to be in your life. Mom and Dad were right. You're a freak and you're going to hell. I wasn't sure there was anyone more evil on the planet than Camilla at that moment. Fucking hell. That's what Cash's parents told him. Who said that kind of shit to their child? Would that be the way my family would react if they found out I liked men as well as women?
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. Well, thanks. Um, like I said, make sure you enter in this week's giveaway. Check out the new release, First Down, by Ella Cade, and we'll see you here on Thursday for the second installment. Mm-hmm. Tell what to do. Fuck your day up. Make say you your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.